Hello, welcome to Soul Led, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of your soul and the development of your spiritual gifts. I am Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and a lover of all things intuitive. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. Welcome everyone to another episode of Soul Led with me, your host, Nikki Novo, and today, a special guest, Violet Santana. Hi, Violet. Oh, hi. I'm so excited. <laughs> so Violet is a friend, a client, uh, everything, uh, a sister to me. I just feel very blessed to have you here. Violet uncovered some gifts that she didn't really know she had while we were studying together. And I remember my favorite was like one day when she called me and she's like, did you know I was this good? Did you know I could do this? I was like, yes. I, I couldn't believe you didn't tell me. It was crazy. It was crazy. So Violet, can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, kind of like what your professional career was, all that stuff, or is? So before I met Nikki Novo, I was a, I mean, I still am. I'm a clinical nutritionist. I am the owner of two wellness centers in New York City where we focus on, you know, helping our clients cleanse, live a healthier lifestyle so that they can be more energized, have better like digestion. And when I met Nikki, you know, I was just on a personal path of what am I supposed to be doing next? Like, what am I supposed to be doing so that I can be in, in alignment? And am I, you know, am I living my purpose? And one thing led to another and I discovered all these like amazing gifts that I had and I'm slowly integrating those into my my day-to-day now super psychic gifts so I want to know about your I didn't know like too much about how you got into nutrition and you're I mean you're totally playing it down because you guys she has like these really big (laughs) centers that do really cool stuff called my wellness right? Yeah. My wellness solutions. So wellness solutions. How'd you get into, so you studied nutrition, but how did you go like so holistic, I guess? So how did I go holistic? So before, so I've owned my wellness solutions in years now. So we have, yeah, they're two, they do really, really well. I owned the business with my mom and my sister at the beginning. My mom was very into herbs and my sister and I both left corporate Mm -hmm. to joined the family business. And one thing led to another and 10 years later, here we are. I went off and I did my, um, my master's in nutrition at Columbia university here in New York city. And what led me there was just my own desire to get healthier, to kind of uncover how I could help myself heal my, my PCOS. So for those, they don't know what it is. It's polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's a essentially a hormonal disorder that affects one in 10 women. And it's the number one cause for infertility. And I knew that eventually I wanted to have kids and I desperately wanted a a holistic and a natural approach versus just what the doctor was giving me, which was birth control and like medication, but that wasn't really helping me heal what like the, the deep down stuff was that was happening inside of my body. So one thing led to another. And in my own journey of trying to heal my body, I learned so many things. And now I share with other women to help them, you know, maximize their, their health and help them get prepared for, for a healthy pregnancy, help them get their periods regular. But it came from just me wanting to help myself. 
did you know about your PCOS? Like as a like a young girl? Like did you I, young? No, I had no idea. You know, for years, I remember in my early twenties talking to the doctor, like just going to the doctor and telling them my periods come, you know, every two to three months. Like, is this normal? Oh, it's fine. It's, you know, it's normal. Just take some birth control to help regulate your periods. And I just thought that that was, you know, Salute. that was like normal. It never sat well with me. Like, how could this be normal? Like if it's your period supposed to come every month and all that I'd ever experienced <laughs> basic. was this regularity. So how is it, so how is it normal? Like it just made no damn sense to me. And yeah, it was a struggle to figure out, to, to get a diagnosis of PCOS. Was, it took years. I'm going to say like five or six years to get a proper diagnosis. Oh, wow. Something. Who diagnoses mm-hmm. you with that? The gyno? I pushed her to do the blood work and to do the ultrasound. I said, lady, listen, I feel like I have this thing. Can we do some testing? She's like, no, Violet, it, this is normal. Just take the birth control. And I'm like, can we just do this? And finally, she does the the ultrasound, she discovers there's like cysts in my ovaries, my testosterone levels were high. And I was like, all right, finally a diagnosis, but still the solution they were offering was still the birth control, it was still metformin. And I'm just like, no, there has got to be a better way to do this. Do you think you were like in a very masculine patriarchy type like way of living? Was that part of it too? I mean, for sure. I mean, healthcare in the United States sucks. And you know, it, we're, we're not educated on what's happening in our body month to month. Like, you know, I, nobody ever sat down and talked to me about what happens in ovulation. There's this cervical fluid that happens. And, you know, what are the hormones that influence your, your period month to month? And what is normal? What is common? What is ideal? Like nobody talks to you about and educates you on these things. So I started educating myself and now that's what I help other women do, you know, that, that we have these regular occurrences every month. And it tells you so much about what's happening in your body. And intuitively, like you're, you're the boss of your body. We're almost like conditioned to think that the doctor has all of the solutions and all the answers. And they're the ones that are going to fix our problems. But we're the ones that heal or, or, or like break your, you know, your body. So it was a big transition when even I realized for myself, like, you know what, this, this person outside of me is not going to help me. I have to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And so like, what are the steps? Right. So interesting. So I was diagnosed with arthritis at three. So I've had it since I was a little girl. It's, it's called a JRA when you're little juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and obviously I was like under, always under my parents' care. My dad was actually in residency, like um, medical residency when I got diagnosed. So he was like, you know, researching and it was kind of like a rare diagnosis at the time. So, um, you know, it was just always under their care. My dad's a doctor, you know, my mom was very like on it. But when I graduated from college and moved to LA, I was kind of like stuck taking care of myself for the first time. And I actually found like the work that I do today through that route, like actually through the body and through learning to take care of myself and learning to like, you know, I remember having to go to the doctor for the first time by myself and they were like, okay, you're having, you know, you're having um, an episode, here's some steroids, here's like the anti-inflammatories, all this stuff. And I was like, I don't think I could keep doing this. Like you guys told me that this was like a thing that I was going to happen when I was a kid and I went through a lot. So actually I see, and I was diagnosed so young, I was three 
I see that as like, I almost feel like that was a little like birthmark from wherever I'm from, like wherever my soul's from to help me wake up. Cause I feel like if it wasn't like, that was the beginning of my, you know, my awakening, my, my ascension was actually, you know, I started going into my body and juicing and I started like, it just, it woke me up so much. I can't even explain it. And I think that that's what a lot of these illnesses do to us. They really just kind of expand what we have known to be true. And at first they look like really scary things to be happening to us. But I actually always say like, if it wasn't for that, I don't know what, I don't know how I would have woken up at such a young age. Like I actually had to think about this at like, you know, 19, 18. So that's when my spiritual journey started. So um, I don't know. I always see them and it seems like it's brought you down a similar path all the way. So what you you were doing corporate work before and then you moved into nutrition? Yeah, I was, I was a marketing manager at a big <laughs> beauty um, company. Yeah, it's it feels like ten lifetimes ago. Like so much has happened since then. The biggest disruptors <clears throat> of hormones ever, the beauty industry. The biggest, like just, uh, I mean, I'm so passionate about it because I spent so many years working in beauty and like learning about like ingredients and, but now I learn, and I educate on hormone disruptors and just like all the garbage that's in your tampons and in your body lotion and how it absorbs into the body and how it really disrupts with like just the natural flow of your own hormones. So it's, it's like, it's kind of 360. It's not like it's, it's gone totally 360. And I feel like I needed to experience that and be in that world to kind of like get the behind the scenes and, and then just share it with, you know, like this is, this is what's happening. Like, this is not a joke. This is not just some rumor that you read on the internet. This is real. Do you recommend tamp- a tampon? Because my, my 15 year old is asking for tampons. I've been trying to avoid the tampon, but she's like, mom, I can't be walking around. <laughs> she's like, I, need with a bad mom. <laughs> I mean, there's the great thing about now is that there's so, we have so many clean options now for just like feminine hygiene products. If you want to go for a cup, fantastic. But there's you know, organic tampons and pads. Right. And there's a lot of companies now that share with you their process for manufacturing. Before it was just like behind closed doors. You have no idea the types of chemicals. But now there's a lot of companies that are sharing because they, you know, they they want to actually help us, not just sell shit to us. Yeah. I'm going to, I, I've put it on the back burner, but if anybody has a recommendation for some tampons, guys, let me know. I'm going to have to, I, I actually wear like the thinks, but she doesn't want to do that. So anyway, eventually, eventually those are great too. Things are great. And I'm home all the time working. So, but she's like out and about and cheerleading that whole deal, whatever. So you did that. You went into nutrition, you opened these amazing things. So your mom was into herbs. Was that something that she brought from like the D- Dominican Republic? Was she just always, was it something from like your lineage? I think it's just something coming like from the islands. It's just what you do. Like you mix teas and you mix herbs and if anybody's coming down with something. There's, there is a potion for you. <laughs> and when she moved here, she, when we moved to the States, she was always like selling herbal supplements. She owned a, like a herbal supplement shop and it kind of like evolved from there. So yeah, it's, it's something that I grew up with as, you know, as a young kid that there, there's always an herb for, oh, you have a headache, you have a stomach bug. There's, there's an herb concoction for you and it works. My mom, um, 
had like a friend smuggle some plant from Cuba that she used to love. (laughs) But we had, we have it in my parents' backyard. Like she, like she grew it there and it was this plant that like she would give it to us every time we had a stomach ache. But I remember like being in my teens or or maybe earlier, maybe like middle school or something. And I was like, oh, I have the stomach ache. And I was like, oh, let me make you a tea from this plant. And I was like hallucinating. And I was like, mom, what the F is this plant? And she's like, oh shit, I want to look like you. Much. <laughs> like, like you're like a bad witch, man. You're just like, I remember being like, I think I'm, I think I'm better, but only because I'm like in Alice in Wonderland right now because you have basically overdosed me with this plant. Overdosed you. Um, so then you're doing all this work and then ultimately we start working together and I had my eye on you because I knew that, um, so one of the things that we do in soul teacher and soul leader, and just by, if you're ever working with me, is we ultimately get into not just reading energy, but we can also scan the body. So it's kind of like a medical intuitive basically, but the people that do the best in medical intuition are really the people that have studied you know, have a little bit of a background because, you know, they'll have understand anatomy and other things and they'll be able to see more than like the average person. So I knew that like, I was like, oh, Violet, wait until we get her into the programs. Oh. She's, <laughs> she's going to be able to see. It was crazy. I remember the first time I did the body scan. It was at, like one of our assignments that we do in Soul Teacher. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I wonder what this is going to be like. And, you know, we'd already done the exercises of like reading the chakras and, and that was all really great, but it was the body stuff that was very, very interesting to me. And I remember doing the first body scan and just being blown away by being able to see, I'm a seer. So I was able to see inside this person's body and see like, you know, that the liver had a little bit of scarring. And I remember after that first body scan, I did a body scan on, on my dad. He still doesn't know that I did this with him. Mm-hmm. And just being, being able to see that, it's just, it's crazy. Just being able to see visually and, and the kind of like you're surfing through the inside of their body and seeing is the heart pumping too fast is it pumping too slow sometimes i'll talk to a client and she's under so much stress in her physical world and i know intuitively that of course her her stress hormones are also off but when i'm doing the body scan that i it looks like her adrenal glands which regulate the stress response like the damn gland is gonna explode and i'm like oh my god panic you have to slow down it's just wild and it, it was it's opened up so many, like a like an easier path for me to be able to help clients, and it's just it's such a blessing to to help them in this way. Like forever grateful to Soul Teacher for sure. Yeah. Well, what's funny? So, just to get so you guys understand, like so in the work that we're teaching, I teach a lot of reading energy. So that's why we use the chakras and stuff like that. And through reading the energy, you can understand like the energy of the person, but what happens is sometimes when you read energy right below it is, is the body and actually everything that is manifesting in the body typically is coming from some sort of like energetic manifestation. So like this person's very stressed, stressed <laughs> place, 
and you can go into the body. So we do learn, but not everybody. Li- and a lot of people don't like uh, blood or anything like that. So they don't like the body scan, you know, like they kind of skip <laughs> over it. But that we do another practice where we like go into the body and search and all that. And it's very helpful because I mean, I've had people come in who like can't get pregnant or, you know, things like that. And we can typically see energetically like where that's coming from, you know? And um, I've helped a few people get pregnant just from like energetic blocks. I mean, of course, beyond everything else that they're doing, but it's really cool to show them like where it shows up. But I think Violet was cool because you took it, I mean, a step further because you knew a lot more, but also you were even seeing like past lives coming into play with people. Mm. So can you share oh, a little bit about that? Oh my God. It, it's like this like multi-layered, like, just you know because we're energetic like we're not solid we're energetic bodies and all of the things all of that your like your soul remembers all of your past experiences and it, it, it has so much more like knowledge and recollection and just a long history more than just in this lifetime being able to like go into the person's body and seeing that yeah there's this wound in your sacral chakra what is it from a surgery now that you've had when you were younger or is it from an experience in a past life? I remember one client, just history of not being able to get pregnant. And I, at the time, I didn't tell her I was going to do this body scan and I was going to do these things. And I said, because you've been in the closet because you're a nutritionist. So people come to you for that. And then, yeah, they come to me for like, you know, what, what do you think of this green smoothie? Or what do you think about these herbs? And I'm like, yeah, this stuff is great. But one step, you know, deeper. And we actually have to heal this past life because your soul is remembering these things. And yes, there's these babies, spirit babies floating around and they want to be with you. But until you don't heal that wound, it's just not going to happen. Mm. So have you done any past life healings on your clients? How's that going? Oh my gosh. Mostly I've done past life healing on myself, but I've been able to just be a lot of cool past lives. Oh my God. So many. It's just crazy how many lives we've had, Nikki. (laughs) It's insane. And I feel personally, I, you know, like I, I, I really want to achieve the most that I can in this lifetime. And I recognize that I have to heal so much in my past lives to kind of just like let my soul run free and do what it does and not let this physical part of me stop me. But even I feel like right, actually right now, one of the things that I am like working through is just knowing that I've been, you know, persecuted and, and murdered in my past lives for, for being a witch. And that's really scary. Living that now and, and trying to be comfortable with, you know, like, yeah, you have like God-given gifts. And yeah, these things have happened in the past, but just kind of speaking love into that past life and sending a lot of bright white light and just trying to heal in the past so that you can live your best in the present. It's something that I only knew to do after doing soul teacher, after going to all of soul teaching. Have you learned when that, so have you learned when those past lives are coming up? Because I remember when I first learned about past lives, I was like, cool. So I can go in and see what's happening. But over the years now, a cool thing happens that like, I will 
have some sort of experience, be triggered by something. And all of a sudden I can like, I almost have like a flash of the past life, which is like, to me, an upgrade of before kind of logically thinking that maybe there's a past life situation here with now, I don't know what's happening that it's really cool that I almost get the direct confirmation, like in the moment, in the trigger. So it's like, I'm so much closer to my past lives than I was before. If that makes any sense, is that happening to you? hundred percent. Yeah. It's like these flashes. Like I'll, I'll just be sitting in conversation with somebody. It could be a client. It could be my husband and there literally will be a flash. And intuitively, I know that it's a past life. I talk to my guides and you know, they, they can confirm also, but yeah, it's, it's happening kind of like almost in the moment now where before I had to kind of like sit in meditation and be intentional about, all right, and I go into the Kashic records and I like to see this past life. Now, as I'm trying, as I'm working with the client, as the, whatever the issue is that we're, we're talking about, the past life will, will flash. And yeah, and I'm just kind of taking a moment to either, based on where they're at, either viewing, helping them view it, kind of walking them through it. Not everybody is able to, or like not every client is able to kind of do that on their own. Um, so I, you know, I just kind of verbally kind of walk them through, like build a picture, like a story for them. Um, and just that knowing for them is it helps to kind of relieve some of the burden, Mm -hmm. um, and help them know that, you know, they're not crazy and physically what they're experiencing, like it, it, there is a root cause to it. It might not be here in this life, but you know, there, there's a root cause for everything. It it could be in a past life. Yeah, that it's much bigger. Yeah. I had a teacher once be like, you know, if you're having issues and you're feeling like afraid of being abandoned, but then you look at this lifetime, you're like, I've never been abandoned before. Like, I'm good. You know, those are good examples of that. You know, you're not crazy. That this is like just coming from, from somewhere else. So would you mind talking a little bit about kind of this next step of maybe integrating these two versions of yourselves and this fear of, we call it the witch wound in the soul programs. So it's like, you know, this, you know, we've all been murdered before (laughs) we've all been um, persecuted for this work. And I mean, I'm totally guilty of that. I mean, I have been working on uh, releasing this book proposal and I just, I have fears, you know, I have fears of like fully coming out of having a book out into the world, like with all my truth and all that. And it's so much more than just this lifetime. I mean, yes, I've, grew up in a, in a culture that like highly criticizes, you know, this work and very patriarchy system, but it's like so much more beyond that. And it's just, it's all this past life stuff. So I know you have, I mean, I haven't figured it out and I know you haven't figured it out, but what what are you going through? We're like a work in progress, you know? (laughs) Yeah. The witch wounds are like, they're real. And like, I'll have moments where even now, just like to come on the podcast, I didn't realize when I, you know, and I have, we have a group chat with like other, other students of Nikki's that have gone through Soul Teacher and we have these like group chats and I'm like, guys, I am like almost hyperventilating here about talking about, and I love what I do. I love being able to help clients in this way. In like a closet way. You're doing it one by one. You're, you're seeing, so Violet, you guys is, she's doing readings. I mean, she can, she's reading, she's doing such important work that many of us cannot do. She's doing this energetic body work and all that she's doing it, but I guess it's like in a closeted way. Yeah. And then now I, my guides and every meditation, it's like, 
dude, you have to integrate this into MWS. You have to integrate this into my wellness solutions. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> and like, well, you're going to have to, you know, there, it's going to be an offering of some sort. And for me, it's very scary because I, I am, I am doing it. I'm doing readings and I'm doing it with my one-on-one clients and they trust me, but the fear of coming out of the closet and, you know, sharing it on, let's say doing a live on the MWS page. And it's like, listen, we're offering these things. We have a lot of clients that are, they're church goers and they're very religious and, you know, this is like double work to them. And ultimately being okay with like losing those clients and hopefully gaining clients that are more aligned with this work is that transition. You know, maybe it could be really effortless. I have no idea, but just the fear of, and right now it's like, even as I'm talking about it now, like I'm literally sweating, (laughs) but we're, we're being called to do this work and how the hell can I not follow in that, you know, that guidance would just be crazy of me. And it's such important work that you're doing, Violet. Like it's just stuff that not many people, it's such a, a specialty in many ways, you know, like even as intuitive as I am, it's just not what I can't do it unless I had the desire to like a deep dive into anatomy and into all those, you know, to the medical side that my whole family is in. I have like a block with <laughs> medicine because I have too many doctors in my family. So it's such important important work, but I think that it's going to come, I mean, a little bit is going to, I mean, that's really the work that we're trying to do in soul collective and through the soul program. So I think that the more we come together, the more normal it's going to be for sure. You know, the more that like we just each keep stepping out little by little in our own communities and all that it's, it's going to normalize. I mean, my kids are reading auras. So, you know, by the time our kids are grown, it's beautiful. I can't wait. Has, um, is your mom and your sister who are in the business with you, are they supportive? So my sister's super supportive. She thinks it's just wild that I can see all the things that I can see and that it just has uh, the results that we're able to get some of our clients has just been like light speeds faster because we're able to see energetically where, or I'm able to see energetically like, okay, this is what we got to work on. My You're mom like thinks it's MRI. like <laughs> the what? Like a human MRI. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, to, to say the least. Uh, my mom, I, I've done a lot of lives on my personal Instagram page and she sees them and she's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, are you, you know, are you doing some sort of like witch work? And it's like double work. And I'm like, mom, I have to block her out. Because I know she'll come around eventually. Who knows what, you know, issues she's had, you know, her, she has her own experiences, past lives from her youth. It's crazy because her, her mom, so her mom's past my grandma and my grandma's in my place of nature every day. And like, we have these like long chats and it's hilarious. And I'm just like, what am I going to do with your daughter? She's like, oh, don't worry about her. She'll come around. I'm like, okay, grandma. <laughs> Crazy. So um, the, our mothers, um, I think your mother might be a little younger than my mom, but our mothers really grew up in like very heavy patriarchy and they definitely have a harder time because, you know, I feel like what they grew up in was like, follow the rules, you know, do what like white or patriarchy culture is teaching you, follow the rules and you'll be okay. So I think a lot of, 
the times that we step out of that, it's like very scary for them. At least for my mom, I know it's like, she's like, but I've taught you to stay in this box, like stay here and you're going to be safe. And if you go outside of that box, I cannot protect you. So I think it, you know, comes from, from a lot of these fears of like knowing that they can't protect us, but we're changing the world. Yeah. So do it. Pioneers here, you guys, you got to join us. Yeah. <laughs> and I also am um, speaking of what you were saying that you were saying that like, uh, you're achieving results a lot faster. So that was actually one of my first interests in this work. I was, uh, I was an editor at the time and I was writing, I had this roommate who like always, you know, whatever, we all had boy issues at that time. And she, but she had like, you know, it's just hard with her with guys and, she went to this energy healer, which at the time sounded crazy. It was like, this was like probably 13 years ago or so. It was like 10 years of therapy in one session. And I was like, holy crap, like, which is, she changed so much in this one session. So I was really interested. I actually wrote it. I ended up writing an article on like this type of healing. It's called data healing. And that's actually what I studied. It was like my first certification. It's how the spirit guides came to me, all that kind of stuff. But I would say like, that what you're saying that it's faster is, I mean, I've seen that for a long time, but it truly is a thing. And I think it's part of like our, I think it's, I think it's, I've said this a million times, but to me, this is like the technology of the human. Like I feel that the human is evolving and the species is evolving. Like what we're able to do is evolving. And just like any technology, technology makes things go faster. So the fact that like, this is now something that you can do, it's just technology happening within the human. It's kind of like saying that, I don't know, our brains, like if you look, you know, even if you, I was looking at gymnastics, for instance, the Olympic gymnastics, like what they can do now versus what they were able to do 40 years ago is like ridiculous, right? Like if you look at so like, true. you know, and that's really just like the technology within us. So now you're having like, you're just one of the first people having that technology like happen within you and um, it actually moves things faster. It's just weird because it's just, just not common, you know? No, it's wonderful. I, rem I remember talking to a client earlier this summer or maybe in the springtime and she, you know, she desperately wants to have kids. And after doing her, like her scan, her, her um, like reading her energy. And I see that her womb is beautiful. It's so clean. It's just like, it's like the perfect environment for our baby. And I can feel her like these kids, you know, her, her spirit babies that, you know, they're, they're kind of just waiting. But I'm like, you know, that this is, it's not this person that you're meant to have kids with and you're like delaying the inevitable here. And she's like, are you serious? Oh and I'm like, gosh. yeah, yeah. And it's hard, you know, having to deliver information like that. But if you come to me and you're like, Violet, I want to get ready for children. You're going to, you got to be prepared to hear something that you might not be prepared to hear. Right. And, 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 and then you have to be ready to do the work to, to make that happen. And many times, so sometimes we have to deliver tough news, but that also, that is like the spirit babies, they bring that. I mean, they bring so much healing and like revolution to their parents so often. So for many times like that, they want to come into the world with the best environment that they possibly can. So they'll cause things like that to happen. So, um, which did she have, did that client know that she was in the wrong relationship? She's like, you know, she, she's last I spoke with her, she was still with him. So she's like, oh, if we break up, it won't be so devastating. I'm like, so you really don't want kids. You really are not like about this life because you're, you're still messing around. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, because we don't always like want to do what we need to do. So do you feel like a tremendous amount of pressure when it comes to people who are having a hard time conceiving? Yeah, it's super hard because, you know, while we can, you know, see even future paths for people and you very clearly can feel and see, and even maybe the client has, it's like, I've seen this child in my dreams. I'm like, yeah. And you, even though you can confirm for them that, yeah, that's this is the kid that's waiting to be with them in this physical world. You know, we have free will and we, we only have control, not even control, but we can only take action in our own physical body. But there's also like the dad's energy and the dad's path. And, you know, we, it, it sucks because you might be able to clearly see these things and, Maybe you see a path where it can happen over the next, let's say, year, but they've chosen to do different things. There's realignments that happen and maybe the babies come sooner, but maybe they're delayed. I ask for guidance in every session or just even as I'm going to deliver information that it's, you know, that I can deliver it in a way that's just like responsible, but also for them to understand like, yeah, we see these things, but it doesn't mean that it's always going to happen this way. So it's hard because it's, you can't make guarantees. Right. Do you think everybody that has, this is, I had this problem in dating work also. Do you think everybody who has the desire to have a baby is meant to have a baby? Like, what do you think about destiny and this desire? So I would have a lot of people come to me, like when it came to dating was like, you know, am I wanting this thing? And maybe it's like not meant for me. Or, you know, or is it like meant for me? You know, it's like that why I'm having the desire. Do you see anything like that when it comes to babies? Um, I mean, I've seen both. I've seen where there's, it just, it, it doesn't make sense for me that there's spirit babies hanging around you and that they're literally in your path and then they're not meant for you. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I've seen clients that desperately desire children, but that I just don't see it. Maybe because they have to clear things out of the way for that to be kind of in alignment for them. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen, you know, spirit babies hanging around folks that don't want children mm-hmm. and they're desperately fighting against it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've seen both. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to think that, uh, I tend to feel like, that it's a desire is like in the person's heart, like it's there for a reason and it's meant to be followed. And we don't always know like what's going to happen on the other end, but there is this journey that is beginning because of that desire in your heart. And really, yeah, the trick is like to not use your free will to go against your, your path, to not use your free will to choose things that are not in your highest and greatest good, which is so tricky. But, you know, especially when we see those spirit babies, it's like, oh, it's part of the path. But like, I can totally make a lot of choices that are not right or wrong choices. They're just different from the path. And that's why we have free will. So very, very, very tricky. So what would you describe as a spirit baby? It's like, well, at least the way that I receive it, it's like literally just like the energy of a small child hovering over the client. Mm-hmm. or very near the client. Um, I usually see it literally just floating above like the crown chakra. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because of, I mean, the way that I describe it to clients is that your connection with like, you know, spirit world. So the spirit babies are kind of hanging very close to you, you know, and it's really beautiful because they, there, there's times where as I am seeing spirit baby kind of hovering, they can feel like this, like very like warm and loving, like, um, energy, Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's just, it's beautiful, you know, that we are so connected to so many, um, literally on so many levels beyond just this physical world. And we're, we're guided like in every moment and we're protected by so many things that we can't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's beautiful. And it's amazing how long those souls will like hang out next to you before you're like even ever ready. Like, so Oliver, my middle son, gave me his name when I was like 23. Like, I remember the wow. way I was at this party that Oliver Hudson, Kate Hudson's brother was at in, in LA. And I was like, Oliver, that's such a nice name. And I could like, you know, I didn't know anything about this work at the time, but I felt like somebody say like something, tell me like, Oliver, it's going to be your son's name. So it's just so funny. Like Oliver's soul was hanging around with me. I mean, 10 years before it ever came in. So it's so interesting. And, and if you tap, I mean, I, when I do readings and I see like even girls that are single, women that are single that don't even have relationships yet, I'll see spirit babies with them. And often they, they act as like almost like past loved ones with like little advice on like how to meet my daddy. <laughs> like, you know, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. So it's so interesting. No, I love that. They hang out um, because they're just souls. I mean, obviously they're going to come into this lifetime as babies, but they can be souls that are older than us, more, you know, souls that we've lived with for many lifetimes, things like that. So it's really fascinating and then really fascinating when they're, when they're born and what kind of relationship you have with them. But you were saying that sometimes we try to hack our bodies so much to be able to be ready for that child um, but often, again, there's another person involved. There's the husband, the father, or the you know the other person that's going to help conceive this child, and um, they have a whole track themselves with what's happening. And I've seen that a bunch. Like a lot of times, women come and they're like, "Oh my gosh, like I've done all these things," but then you read the energy and it's like, "Oh, but it's the partner that's going through this," you know, in many mm-hmm. in many ways. I actually saw so my last child, Ethan, who's three now. I was convinced he was going to be a girl because like, I was like, he's going to be a girl for me. I need a girl. I want a girl. <laughs> he's coming into the world for me to bring me a daughter and, you know, convinced that he was a girl. And sure enough, he came as a boy, was very, you know, hurt to my ego, you know, especially my psychic ego. And um, now, you know, as he's three years old, I can see so much more of like why he's even here. And a lot of it has to do with my husband. And if he were a girl, it would not have worked out like he needed to be. And the truth is these babies come in and sometimes they have, you know, agreements with the grandparents or with friends or like they come in. There's so many more people that this soul is supposed to connect with than just you. And I was was so obsessed with like this baby (laughs) coming for me, like me and only my world, this world only exists me. Um, And that was just, that was so funny to me. And now looking at him, I'm able to see Ethan because I was so humbled by him. I I cried at my gender reveal, like straight up cried, thought he was going to be a girl. I was so humbled by him that actually raising him, I'm, I'm quite 
I'm pretty hands off with him, which I wasn't so much with the other ones because I, he was very clear. He's like mother, Nikki, whatever you want to call yourself. I have so many more plans beyond what you think I have plans for. So just like get out of the way, you know? So it's just, it's just so interesting how like those souls come for so many other things than just us. Well, how awesome though that we can, like we can know these things and, and it makes kind of raising them just a little bit more easy. Yeah, easy, interesting, fun, um, all the things. I mean, I have fights. With I remember you told me all the time. <laughs> I remember you told me to talk to my my daughter's spirit guide, and I just thought that was like revolutionary. I was like, what? I never even considered this. Yeah. And the day that I did that, it literally, I felt like I had a new co-parent and just the ease of parenting is just, is tremendous. And I can't wait for her to meet her spirit guide. Like it's just the coolest. Yeah. Like we can be so much more. Yeah. So teaching young ones spirit guide, I never thought about doing, I, cause you know, I'm still like, you know, Similar to, I wouldn't want to throw like a religion or beliefs on the kids. I'm trying to, you know, not throw this on them if this is not what they want to do. But I don't know why, but they were interested and they asked me, my middle one, Oliver loves to like sit in through all the meditations. He loves all that stuff. And um, I was like, you guys, I was, my daughter was making me make a, a TikTok video about spirit guides. So in the middle of that, they were like, oh, can you guide us to meet our spirit guides? And it was my young one, literally the middle one, he he's eight. He met his spirit guides within seconds. And I remember when he opened his eyes, he was like, so afraid. Cause he was like, what just mm. happened? <laughs> like, oh no. Like, <laughs> cause he, cause he really like experienced it, which was so funny. Like he, it's, it's amazing how, how much easier it is for them, you know, to be able to do it. Yeah. And he was like scared. <laughs> he was like, Whoa, just, you know, what just happened? I mean, hell, <clears throat> I mean, I'm 37 now. I was, well, I remember the first time I met my spirit guide in, I think it was Soul, Soul Seeker, maybe. In the first one, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it was the first one. And, and it happened very easily. And I said, oh my God, are you the person that I've kind of seen this whole time? And I had no idea who the hell you were. I'm like, hey, it's so nice to meet you. Like, this is great. Like, can we talk all the time? <laughs> but it was, it was, I was startled by it so. I mean, I can just imagine. Yeah, a little one for him. Eight years old, yeah. Violet, so you've been doing some readings. I know your calendar is closed for the summer, like mine, but you'll be opening up in September. So what are people coming to for you right now? Like what what have you been seeing lately? It's crazy. It's been a hodgepodge. I had a lady who just wanted to connect with her brother that just passed away. Um, And I was a little bit worried because... I know from just our work together with like my work with Nikki that, you know, sometimes depending on a person passes to the, you know, into the spirit world, you might not be able to connect with them right away, but that went okay. She just was like really grateful. I talked to women that are trying to get ready for pregnancy mm-hmm. who maybe have had issues in the past. Um, maybe they've had miscarriages or failed like IVFs. Um, so I've, I've done some of that, but I think the bulk of it honestly has been just women that physically aren't feeling their best. 
mm-hmm. and they want to know on, on top of, yes, I have to clean up my diet and are there herbs that I can take? They want to be just aligned spiritually. And if there's any blocks there that they want to learn, you know, is there something that's blocking me that I'm just not aware of? So we, I've been doing a lot of readings in that way. And I, I scan everybody's body just mm-hmm. to see how, you know, is there something else that you need to be paying attention to? You know, like, is your heart pumping a little too slow or is there a little bit of you know filth in your or just like short electrical circuiting in your brain that's causing like mental fog Mm -hmm. um so we i do i i scan everybody to give them just clear steps on you know for their experience and how they can get better not just spiritually but even in their physical body Mm -hmm. i have to come to you i'm so excited when when i get settled in my new place i'm gonna get I'm going to get one because I know that it's also, I can't wait, you know, getting um, those kind of reads, like you got to be ready for it because afterwards there's going to be a lot of action that needs to be taken. And, you know, it's, it's easy to get overwhelmed, but it's really just looking at it as like a little bit of a plan, a blueprint for the next few you know months or year or whatever, so that you can get uh, somewhere on track. And it's amazing how, when the body is aligned, how much you're able to even be more connected. So as I've done more of this work, the other day, I unfortunately had a glass of wine with my best friend and I vomited like <gasps> an hour later. I just not hold anything down at all. And I just have such an intolerance for like toxins or anything like that. And it's can be a bit of a pain and, you know, inconvenience at time, but also the more you like cleanse your body, the more you can do the work and all that. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a win-win. I think it definitely is an inconvenience. Like I would like to have a glass of wine with my girlfriends, but I can't anymore, you know, but it, it's amazing how like the body can support your intuition work. And we've actually, I've actually seen people who are trying to connect and they can't because of their body. You know, the body is a channel. I tell this to people all the time. The, you, the body is literally what, so me and Nikki are sitting here having this conversation. It's our body that's facilitating that. And and without it, it just would not be possible. Um, it definitely is an instrument. And like the more clear it is, the clearer it is, you know, that you're you're not constipated, that you're drinking enough water, that you're you're literally just giving as much plant food as you can to the body and removing toxins as efficiently as you can. We can connect more clearly. We can receive more to be able to help people more, just more efficiently. Our hearts are more opened. I think we're like more available to give and receive love when those things aren't happening. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I've seen the same thing, you know, when, once the person starts to kind of clear out the filth physically, they're, they're living cleaner lifestyles. Things just start to unfold uh, more fluidly mm-hmm. um, in their lives. Yeah, definitely. Because we're like little temples, little pyramids yeah. of um, downloading. I was always like, I will not go down that path. Fuck that basic wellness bitch stuff. I will not <laughs> get... <laughs> it's like it came for me. I was like, no, I will continue to like eat what I eat and all that stuff, but it like started coming. Not possible. It's not it literally, your body will be in just uh, in pain and just ill, constantly Constant. chronic illness. It's just not freaking worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm and I, I'm still like I'm still working on it. I'm my heart. My hardest situation right now is um is actually like 
cooking and making meals that work for me, but work for everybody else in the household, which has been a big problem because it's like what I need to eat is like not necessarily what everybody else needs to eat. And it's just hard when you have like the younger kids and that they're just not ready to eat the kind of things that I want to eat. And it's so much work to feed everybody. <laughs> like we're, we're a family of five. It is a lot of yeah, work. So I'm, I'm in the middle of that struggle and I'm kind of let it go until we move, but it's definitely like something my, also my life has to slow down a little bit in order to prioritize that. So I'm in the, I'm in the middle of that right now. Oh my God. Literally the lesson for the summer. And that's why taking time off just in the summertime. Yeah. To, Cause it, it, all of this work takes a toll on the physical body. Yeah. Just slowing down a little bit so that, you know, come September, we can kind of crank back into gear and, and see what happens. Well, Violet, thank you so much for taking time with me. I'm so, look, at, we just finished at 1133. I'm just applauding <laughs> us. They love that we're together right now. But I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing in the world. We are all, you know, supporting you as you come out of the closet. Cause like, as one of us comes out, we all come out. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're, we're excited to see, you know, what you have to offer coming forward. And again, she's taking time off, but you can book her for September and we'll keep that link there. And especially if those of you are maybe thinking about conceiving or all that, I hope this was like helpful because we can talk spirit babies and conceiving all day long, which was all day long. <laughs> which is so fun. And um, I just, I love you, Violet. I'm so grateful that you're in the world doing the work that you're doing. Keep going. Because I, thanks is not enough. I love you so much. And just like all the work that you're doing just to help us, you know, be more in alignment with our, our spirit selves. My pleasure. <laughs> you guys help me do it more and more every day. So I guess I have to finish up writing that book and you have to integrate the work into your work. So it'll happen for it'll the both happen. of us. It will. <laughs> All right, my friend, I love you much. Thank you for being here and thank you. look forward to everything that you do. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you love what you're hearing, would you mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend? That little review does so much. It's so damn helpful. You don't even know. So thank you for that. And if you're ready to unlock your spiritual gifts, enroll in my three-level program, Soul Academy, or join my free community, Soul Collective. I'd love to have you there. The links to join are below in this episode. Until next time, love you much.